Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift, Lori Bischoff. We're talking shift. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to We're Talking Shift episode 71. This is the podcast where I talk shift because I believe that when we feel stuck, when it's time to level up, rise to a challenge, or make any kind of shift, the process must begin with a shift in our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. Today, I'm going to talk about something that's been a passion and a focus of mine for 35 years now, and that is health. I, I think that good health is pretty foundational to being able to live a fulfilling life, after all. I mean, without good health, really, how fulfilling can life be? And if your health is compromised, clearly your quality of life is going to be compromised too. Most of us want to live a long and healthy life. But what's happening, thanks to all of our advances in medicine, is people are living longer, but the state of their health isn't necessarily improving. In fact, it's so compromised in a lot of cases that the quality of that longer life is diminished often to the point of being downright painful and miserable. Now, what is the point of living well into our golden years if if we, we can't do it feeling healthy and vibrant? So I implore you to start dialing in your health now, if you haven't already, so that you can arrive to your senior years feeling great instead of feeling old. I mean, feeling older, that's okay. Feeling old, mm, that doesn't sound so good. Now, health, obviously, it covers a lot of areas. We have our physical health, we have our emotional health, we have our mental health. Today, I'm going to talk about processed food, because the food that we eat on a regular basis affects all those areas of our health. Now, most of you have heard all of the warnings about the negative effects to your health from eating processed foods, but there still seems to be a lot of misunderstanding about what exactly constitutes a processed food. Seriously, I am constantly surprised by what some people are eating, which they truly believe to be healthy food. When I say, you know, you might want to turn around and read the ingredients on that, they go, oh, and then they, they realize it, it wasn't as healthy as they thought it was. They have been bamboozled by the misleading BS on the front of the package with words like all natural and gluten-free and fat-free and sugar-free, or, or they're told by their well-intentioned but, but not necessarily well-informed friends and neighbors that, well, this is good and healthy. This is what I feed my family. And then they just accept it as fact. So... I'm going to try to give you the basics in an uncomplicated way so that you can just make a more informed decision about what you're eating and just have a little bit of a clearer understanding about what exactly is a processed food anyway. I mean, after all, you know, you guys, it's the fuel for your body. So just like you'd never dream of pouring a liter of soda into your gas tank, because obviously that would be harmful to your vehicle. That's how you should be thinking about what you're putting into your body every day. You're like you wouldn't grab the gas pump and take a few swigs because you know that would be bad. It, you just know that. But food is tricky and food manufacturers are very sly about what they're doing. Not all of them, but many, many of them. So 
Let's talk about this for a minute. What is the big deal about processed foods? Now, processed foods are really an appealing go-to because, well, in a nutshell, they're convenient. And who doesn't love convenience? Time savers and and like done-for-you food, it's something that a lot of people want and many people depend on due to hectic and demanding schedules. And then there are just a lot of people who simply have no interest at all in cooking. And I don't hold that against them. Cooking is not for everybody. I mean, I have no interest in sewing my own clothes. So I'm really thrilled that I can just buy them and, you know, they're ready to wear and all I have to do is cut the tags off. So I get it. Cooking's not for everybody. But Unlike food, clothing doesn't negatively affect our health, whereas the wrong kinds of foods eaten consistently over a period of time definitely does. Okay, so what is processed and ultra-processed food? Processed foods typically refer to it refers to food products that have been altered or or modified by food companies and food manufacturers, mainly in order to minimize food costs, maximize profits and increase the shelf life of the food. Processing food really is kind of a necessary undertaking because it's how we feed masses of people. It's the it's the process of getting food from its original state, you know, like from out of the ground or from being a live animal into a form that can ultimately land safely on a shelf in a store and remain there without spoiling until somebody buys it and eats it. There are a multitude of ways to process foods. Some are not so bad and some are just horrible for us. Foods can be, they can be smoked, they can be fermented, which, you know, there's a lot of health um, properties in fermented food. Smoked food, you know, you don't want to have too much of that because uh, it can be carcinogenic. Um, There's pasteurization, which involves heat treatments. And that's usually changes the molecular structure of the product, like your milk. So that's not good. Uh, There's freezing. And then uh, there's um, adding ingredients. You know, oftentimes those are harmful ingredients, and but but they are there to do things like stabilize the foods and extend the shelf life again. And sometimes those ingredients affect the flavor and and also even the nutritional content of the food. Then we have the ultra processed food. Now, ultra processed food refers to food that's ready to eat right out of the package or it's ready to just heat it and eat it. These types of food products are are typically made using a lot of ingredients. Often there's a lot of additives or industrial formulations. Think think a chemical recipe. So Ultra-processed foods would include things like processed meats, you know, like like hot dogs and lunch meats, um, fried snacks, cakes and cookies and breads, and these, you know, uh, frozen pizza, for example. That's a that's a ultra-processed food, a hot dog. You know, those foods, those types of foods, ultra-processed, have been directly linked to obesity and to early death. So keep that in mind when you're purchasing those convenient and tasty foods. Now, let's just let's just hit a couple of points again on why they're processed. 
Number one, it increases the shelf life. The most common reason for processing foods is to extend the shelf life of the food because fresh foods go bad quickly, usually within a few days or maybe a couple of weeks, depending on the food. So a lot of waste happens. So manufacturers have to make the food last. Um, another reason that foods are processed is to decrease the cost of manufacturing and distribution. So the main priority of a company is to increase profits. So many food companies prefer to process foods because the overall cost of the product is then reduced. They gain large cost savings by making massive amounts of a product in one place and then being able to pack it and ship it around the country or even around the world, as the case may be. And then, of course, again, convenience. As I mentioned at the beginning, convenience is a huge motivating factor for making processed food an eating lifestyle, but it comes at such a big cost, you guys. I I really do understand the stresses and the time demands that come with work and managing a family and a busy life, but we really must remain cognizant of the fact that if we're not cautious, we'll be sacrificing our health, maybe not right now, but down the road, we're going to sacrifice it all for convenience now. Like I said, it may not be today, but if eating processed foods is your lifestyle, it will cost you. It's just simply a matter of time. Grabbing fast and easy food that you can toss in the oven or the microwave is, it's so much easier than planning. I get it. Shopping, preparing to cook healthy meals with fresh foods, it's time consuming. I know because I do it. And I, I really despise grocery shopping. I hate spending time in the store. If I could get most of that stuff delivered, um, the, you know, my produce and all that, I would. But I like to pick it out myself. So I have to just suck it up and go to the store and spend the time because I'm willing to pay that price because my health is worth it. So I know it takes some time, but you got to decide, you know, what's, what do you value most? There are, though, some really good, easy things that you can make using some fresh food recipes if you're willing to make just a few adjustments. I mean, five minutes on Google is going to give you more than enough ideas and super simple recipes or things that you can make and ways to get you started. And I actually have something for you, too, that I'll fill you in on just in a couple of minutes. Now, why are these processed foods? You understand more about, you know, what they are, why we do it, but why are they so bad for us? So a lot of processed foods are likely to contain high levels of salt, of sugar, of bad fats, and chemical additives. Now, I'm talking about things like packaged snack foods and sweets, you know, cakes and cookies and candy, those frozen prepared meals and foods, the sugar-laden beverages, and the sugar-free ones too, uh, your packaged meats, your fast food. Many of these foods have little, if any, nutritional value at all, and worse, they contain just loads of crap that, that are downright bad for us, but Get this, salt and fat, sugar and artificial flavors, they make these foods taste so good that we actually get addicted to them. 
And I mean literally addicted. I'm not kidding. And let's take potato chips. Here's a perfect and easy to understand example that I came across on the militarydiet.com site, which is a very interesting site, by the way. Here's what, here's what they said, and I couldn't have said it better, so I'm just going to quote them. A bag of potato chips doesn't just satisfy hunger and deliver calories. The salt, sugar, and fat in a potato chip combine to make it perfectly addictive. You see, the starch in the chips cause glucose levels to rise, which results in a craving for more. Snack food like chips also stimulates the brain to release dopamine when we eat them. And dopamine is that very same feel-good brain chemical released if you do cocaine. Ever wonder why you crave those Cheetos? Well, over time, the brain likes getting flooded with feel-good chemicals. When you see the package in the store or if your roommate or somebody even mentions Cheetos, the brain starts craving dopamine. It's no coincidence that the most addictive foods are the cheapest and the easiest to buy. End quote. So when I say we're addicted to that stuff, we are. Just like people can get addicted to alcohol and drugs and, you know, all kinds of other things, we get a, we are very much getting addicted or have gotten, can get addicted to foods that are high in salt and fat and sugar because there's a chemical reaction in us that occurs. So hopefully that gives you just a really simple, clear picture of what's happening. It's not so much that you just always lack willpower. It's that your, your body is calling the shots because you've literally formed an addiction if you can't stop eating, you, you know, those particular types of processed foods. So you see the problem here. These, these so-called enhancements can actually prompt the body to want to eat greater quantities of these types of foods. And this is important to know because besides being filled with the unhealthy addictive substances, these foods have also been stripped of all of the important nutrients that our bodies need for optimal health. We need healthy fats. We need fiber. We need vitamins. We need antioxidants. Besides helping us to just maintain good health, these are the things that help prevent disease. And remember, we want to prevent disease because we want to feel good in our golden years. We don't want to feel ill. We don't want to show up at 70, 65, 70, 80, all decrepit and having to pop a dozen pills every day and feeling like, why doesn't you know death just come and take me? That's not who wants to live in that state. So you have to pay attention to this. And by the way, artificial sweeteners, and we're going to talk more about these in a future podcast, but just a little note, those artificial sweeteners and those sugar substitutes uh, like, like aspartame, Splenda, sucralose, dextrose, sorbitol, NutraSweet, Equal, sugar alcohol, maltitol, saccharin, and those are just a few. There's like 30 different names for sugars and sugar substitutes. All right, those are chemically modified sweeteners, and they have been shown to actually cause you to feel what? Yes, hungrier. They make you feel hungrier. So what is really the point? And they lower your metabolism 
and they cause you to overeat. So really, is there a plus to looking for sugar-free and um, sugar substitute products? I don't think so. I don't see the benefit. Now, are there any processed foods that are actually good for us? I mean, not all processed foods are unhealthy. There are foods that are washed and chopped. I mean, if you walk into your produce section, you see um, fruits and vegetables that they've already washed and chopped up and put in a package for you so that you don't even have to do that. That's okay. There's food um, that that's still considered processing because it's been made ready for you to just take home and eat. You don't have to do anything. There's food that's pickled and canned. And so those things are okay as long as the ingredient list, you know, it doesn't look like a science project. So some examples of what would be totally fine besides the things I just mentioned, you know, pickled food, um, fresh vegetables that are washed and chopped, uh, canned beans, for example. If fully cooked canned beans, that's a processed food and they're convenient. They're a ready to eat protein. And that's a really great processed food that you can use that you don't have to worry about. Just look at the label and make sure that you're just getting, you know, what you want, just the beans. You're not getting a whole bunch of other stuff. And then there's frozen vegetables and fruits, um, frozen pruda, uh, produce, uh, berries, vegetables. Those things are really pretty much just as nutritious as the fresh stuff. But, you know, sometimes it's just hard to keep a constant supply of fresh uh, produce in your, in your fridge. So go to the store, get your fresh stuff, and then stock up on a few frozen veggies and fruits that you can keep in the freezer. And that way, you know, you get home, you use up the fresh stuff first, and then you've got something stashed away in the freezer that you can pull out, um, to use until you get to the store next to restock on your fresh stuff. So it's a, it's a very good way to bridge the gap. But again, you have to look at the you have to get in the habit of reading the ingredient list to make sure that you're only getting what you want and you're not getting a bunch of other additives. So here's a few examples, and you're going to know all of these, but I'm going to give you the reminder. Uh, a list of things that you want to minimize, and or if you can, just eliminate. But I know that's hard. I am not all about going so extreme that you never allow yourself, you know, what I would call a treat ever again. I like to have, you know, uh, every now and then a frozen pizza just sounds amazing or a, a, a brownie from uh, Starbucks uh, with a cup of coffee. I just think that you have to learn what your rules are going to be and then what your exception to the rules are going to be. Exceptions to the rules don't hurt you. It's what you do all the time that you have to dial in. And then when you make an exception for a treat or something that's, you know, less than healthy, it's not going to, it's not going to harm you because it's not what you're doing most of the time. It's not the lifestyle. Okay. So here's some examples. Almost all breakfast cereals. There's a few exceptions out there, but most of them horrible. Avoid those. Fats and oils that are refined or processed hydrogenated, horrible, toxic. You have to avoid them. And that's stuff like your shortening. It's hydrogenated. It's stuff like your vegetable oil that people cook with, peanut oil, canola oil, which uh, my God, people still think is healthy and it's awful. It's garbage. It's crap. It's toxic. Don't eat it. And it's almost 
in every salad dressing. So if you buy a bottled salad dressing, I guarantee turn around, look at the ingredient and the, f- the first or second thing on that label is going to be canola oil or soybean oil or a combination of the two. You don't want it. Stay away from it. Processed cheeses, sugar, and sugar substitutes, as we said before, sugar-laden foods, breads and cakes and biscuits and oh, pies and cookies and pastries. I mean, these things are obvious. You all know better. Packaged snacks, uh, canned vegetables. I don't know why anybody would eat vegetables out of a can anyway. They taste awful. Um, but if you're going to, if you just <laughs> have to have vegetable out of a can, then look at the label and try to get one that's not in salted water because it's probably a high sodium content. Uh, the, the meat products like your bacon and sausage, ham, salami, keep that to a minimal. I'm not saying don't ever have it again. I really enjoy some bacon every now and then, especially a good BLT with avocado. But it's, again, just every now and then. Um, your fried fast foods, everyone knows that. It's not good for you. It's full of those toxic um, fats that I talked about a second ago. Convenience foods, like anything that's going in your microwave or um, the frozen meals that we talked about. Those are those ultra processed foods. Drinks like milk, because it's been pasteurized, and soft drinks, sodas, alcohol. I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. I really enjoy my wine, but I'm very picky about it. I get my organic stuff and I just have a little now and then. Um, It's processed. So you just, you know, beware. Um, Canned fruit in heavy syrup or even light syrup full of sugar. If you're going to get some fruit that, you know, in a can, look at the label and get the stuff that's only in natural juice, no added sugars. Uh, Canned fish in brine, like, you know, if you buy a, um, sardines or tuna fish or any fish that's in a can. Just look at the label. Make sure you're getting something that's either in spring water or olive oil. Again, a lot of those are in um, palm kernel oil and canola oil and just stuff that's not good for you or, or high in sodium. So again, you want to train yourself to look at the list of ingredients on your food selections and try and avoid products loaded with things like all of the chemical preservatives, the sodium, the artificial colorings and flavors, the the factory created unhealthy fats, high fructose corn syrup. I mean, it's in practically everything in the store. Beware of that. It's terrible for you. And of course, sugar. So, and when I say sugar, remember the real and the chemically concocted fake stuff. Now, huh. Just eat as much non-processed food as you possibly can. Just do your best. Now, if you take a little bit of time to learn some simple and delicious, there's tons of them out there, delicious fresh food recipes, and you just shift the way you think about what you should be eating, uh, your mental diet, then you can enjoy a healthy eating lifestyle with hardly ever touching processed foods. And I mean, you will enjoy it. It's just, you have to make the mental shift. You have to get your mental diet in order. If you already know all this, but you still struggle to make the changes that you'd like to make or, or you make them 
but they never last and you end up reverting back to unhealthy food habits, then I'm going to invite you to consider giving my food print plan a try. My food print plan, it's not a diet. It doesn't promote a specific diet or any kind of dieting trends. I don't believe in diets. But if you want to change how you look and feel, then you must want to change how you eat. If you want to change how you eat, you must want to change your mind about why you eat. Effective and lasting changes to your physical diet must begin with your mental diet. So that's the first thing the food print plan does. It guides you through the process of getting your mental diet dialed in because it all starts there. It's the foundation. So there's exercises for you to help you shore up your mental diet and create your, your truest vision of your ideal state of health. You know, one that's realistic for you, not just a surface vision or the short term vision. We dig deep so that you get to the honest vision. And if this part is skipped or it's not addressed, which, which is what happens with most diet programs, then it doesn't matter what dietary changes you make, the odds of them being effective and becoming your lifestyle are slim to none. You have to get the mental diet down pat first. The other thing is the food print plan is it's actually a blueprint for building a healthy eating lifestyle and you can do it on a budget. It shows you everything that you need to create a healthy eating lifestyle without having to purchase anything from really expensive health food stores. The plan suggests food products and supplements and offers recipes that are generally cons considered to be part of a healthy eating lifestyle. And it's designed to help you know what to buy, where to buy it, and then what to do with it once you have it. I mean, that's a problem a lot of people have too. It's like, oh, quinoa is supposed to be good for you. So they buy quinoa and they get it home and they don't know what to do with it. So it sits in the shelf. So this tells you what you want, where you can get it, and then what to do with it once you have it. And there are some recipes included. It's not a big fat recipe book by any stretch. This is a... This is a, uh, it's a blueprint with a three-pronged approach. And it starts, like I said, with the mental diet. But there are some recipes included to help you get started so that everything you need to get your momentum going is right there. Plus, it's an ebook, so you can download it and get started instantly. My clients also love that it is full of guides and neat little templates. There's sample menus and a bunch of other tools that you can actually just type in stuff right on your computer and it takes all of the guesswork out of it for you. It literally makes it crayons and stick figures simple for you to create a healthy eating lifestyle. Oh, and guess what? Accessibility to great tasting, healthy food that won't annihilate your budget it's actually closer than you think. Everything that you need to affordably up-level your eating lifestyle is available. I'm not kidding. It's available at Walmart. Now, this is not a commercial for Walmart. Uh, I don't have anything going on with Walmart. I just want you to know that you don't have to be wealthy to eat healthy. My primary residence is in Cody, Wyoming, and we only have two grocery stores there, and one of them's a Walmart. So, that's where I shop because it's the closest one to my house. So I spend most of my shopping hours there. And 
I've been a, a, a health freak for 35 years. I've been a certified holistic nutrition coach for hmm, nine years now. And there is no reason that you can't get everything you need because I'm done it and I'm doing it at Walmart. So anyway, whether it's the only place you've got to shop or it's your preferred place to shop because they have great prices, you have no excuse for not being able to eat healthy if that's your go-to. They actually, they seriously have everything that you need there. So there you have it. Processed Foods 101, you guys. I, I really hope that this info gave you just a greater understanding of why it's so important to minimize processed foods in your diet. And if you're looking for a process that takes you by the hand and helps you every step of the way on your journey to greater health and wellness, check out the food print plan. It's on my website, lauribischoff.com. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised and you'll have fun with it too, because it's, it's interactive. All right, that's it. I thank you once again for spending some of your time hanging out with me today. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you found this valuable, please consider giving me a rating and sharing this episode with your friends. Until next week, stay feisty, my friends, and go forth and make some healthy shift happen in your life. You too, Gary B. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.